The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily, and thank you, DivineTruthChristianStore.com, for being one of our sponsors. We've got a couple new sponsors that we're going to be picking up in the next couple weeks, and uh, I, I make a habit that I only have sponsors who I do business with. So when I tell you about them, I can tell you my experience. Anyway, it's uh, another Thursday, and we're live here on The View from a Pew, and uh, thank you very much for listening today and joining us. And if you're live, appreciate that you take the time. But if you are watching this on YouTube or listening to a podcast, just let me know. And let me know what we can do better for you. It's Mac, M-A-C like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com. And in our last program, we were talking about Gregorian chants. Yes. We played that music. Well, this was uh, music that came from the Middle Ages, a whole different sound to it than the Jewish folk music that we listened to before that, and a whole different sound than the great hymns, which took place later in time. But this is the development of music that is taking place as years are going by. And each one of these different forms of music has a very legitimate role in the development of worship, of now, worshiping God. Now, I want to ask you a question, Pastor. You said in our last show yesterday uh, that there were musical instruments, and this was the, w- the way they created music uh, from the Old Testament uh, all the way through the, the, the what do you call them, the well, times? It, yeah, all through the Old Testament, yeah. you know, when, when uh, the Psalms write about Praising God, it talks about praising God with the with the lute, with the you know, and then it goes down through this list of different instruments, yeah. that the kinds of instruments that were used back in Bible times, and so obviously, the the Jewish people who were re, who were singing those psalms, they were also using instruments. So they, they why always, they always had instruments of percussion? They always had horns. They always had some of the same instruments that we have today. But why are there some churches, now I don't mean denomination, I mean individual buildings, who frown on um, uh, percussion or things like that? Is that just... Well, I do believe music... If you're you're too old and... (laughs) I do believe that music can be used in the wrong way. And, And we'll talk on that before the end of the week. But at the same time, there are different styles of music. And, and music basically uses the, the, or the different styles of music basically use the same elements all the way. Now, with the Gregorian chants, they were unaccompanied. They were not, musical instruments were not used because there was something about the unaccompanied a cappella voice that was just sounded almost like the angels singing. It was otherworldly. Uh, in Jerusalem, I had the opportunity of, uh, uh, one of the times I was there, of visiting the church of, of uh, St. Anne. Hmm. Church Where was of, that? Well, it's, it's near... This was, this was in the proper city. It's in the, yeah, it's in the old city of Jerusalem. Hmm. And the church of St. Anne 
uh, is supposedly dedicated to the mother of the Virgin Mary. Mary, yeah. Okay? In the church, it has great acoustics. Oh, yeah. And so choirs love to show up there and sing. Our group went in, and we tried to sing together. We sang some old hymns, you know, and, and just listened to the sound. Like Itsy Bitsy Spider, one of those kind? <laughs> no, we, I forget the songs, but they were You hymns. and Me and a Dog Named Boo. They were, they were Christian yeah, hymns that okay. we sang. I'm sorry. But... Uh, it was just the sound was so good. And, and there is something about the Gregorian chants that is just, uh, you know, it's just, wow, it just it touches your soul, you know, as you listen to that. Well, I think I remember telling you that uh, we were in the Church of the Sepulchre. Yes. Which is one of the two places that Jewish uh, people and people in that region have agreed that one of these two places is where... Jesus died on the cross, but picture that stone castle and stone floors and nothing soft, and there were all these people from different backgrounds, different countries, and they were walking through and singing. Of course, they had no music. They had no nothing. Oh, my gosh. And what was really fun is I remember a couple times, even though I couldn't speak the language, I began to understand what hymn or what song they were beginning to uh, perform for us, yeah. all a cappella, of course. And, and beautiful sounds that arise. Now, remember, this is Christian music. It is the, the main Christian music of its time. And uh, people are responding to that, and, and that becomes a part of worship, and that is how people feel closer to God. So, I mean, that's, that's very significant. Now, one more step beyond that is the time that classical music is really forming. And, and the great, uh, you know, masters of music, Beethoven and, and Bach and Mozart and all those, are writing music, which becomes music for the church, too. Okay. We have uh, a short clip of Sheep May Safely Graze by... Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh, hold, hold on. What's the name of the song? Sheep May Safely Graze. And this is Bach. This is Bach. All right. Now, for those of you that are just joining us uh, this week, uh, on tomorrow's show, we're going to repeat these three songs could we, so we can make sure you hear all three in one day. But you can also go to our website uh, or uh, YouTube and, and listen to them there, too. All right. So this is Bach. And sheep may safely graze. All right. You're never going to hear this on the radio in town, I'll tell you that. Problem with the file.
sounds a little bit like "Come All You Faithful." Might might have a connection. I mean, a sound similar. Yeah. To that. Now, now what, one of the things you'll notice about this, there's no words. Right. This is and and this is played by an orchestra. Yes. Okay. There is there is instrumentation. I didn't realize there. there were no words. I guess I didn't I didn't pay attention to that. It is it is part of classical music. You know, yeah. It, it is the music itself that you are listening to. It's it's the the sound that's going on. Now, were those lutes or were those flutes or do we know? Uh, you know, this uh, took place in the 1600s, 1700s, somewhere, and they had instruments that were very similar. Yeah, they had flutes, piccolos, yeah. marching bands always had piccolos and things right. like that. Okay. Right. All right. Uh, you know, orchestras, of course, have string instruments, too, and, and uh, there, is, there is a fullness of sound. Classical music, the reason it's loved by so many people is, you know, the it, it's such a intentional mu- uh, music. It's very emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's very emotional and uh, just very pow- powerful. Uh, Bach was a German composer. He was a Lutheran, and he wrote it not for any religious purposes. <laughs> he wrote it to basically say, to get across the idea, that Sheep can safely graze, or can graze, excuse me, can safely graze when a good monarch reigns. When you have a, when you have a good king who's in control of the country and he's doing the right things, then, you know, sheep can safely graze because there's no worry of, you know, somebody coming in and attacking and, and uh, uh, carrying them away or destroying their lives and... and so that is the the idea that's there. You know, it's the it's you you almost see the picture of the sheep out there on the field <laughs> grazing away as this beautiful music is playing. Well, everybody's touched by this kind of music. I mean, it's great music, and this particular song becomes used in many many worship situations. In fact, it becomes used as a part of Catholic Mass that takes place on a very regular basis just because of the beauty of it. Let's listen to it one more time. Okay, now I, I I know you always tell the truth, but didn't you think you heard a choir there at the end? No, I didn't hear a choir, but <laughs> well, I mean, if there wasn't voices singing, that's how even more incredible the orchestra does. Uh, what time is it? All right, just listen to this, especially at the end. It sounds like that there are I, women. I can't hear it the same way you do because I don't have a uh, headphone headset. Okay, I'm going to run this ahead a little bit. But it's it's just it's just the background music. All right, so 
listen carefully, and I think you'll hear women singing voices. Right there. Well, if there are uh, words that are put to it, it was not done at the time. It, it could have been added somewhere along uh, uh, in more recent times. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think I heard words. I just thought I heard women singing in the choir. All right. There's, there's, there's beautiful orchestration <laughs> that takes place, and it, it becomes a part just listening to the to the sounds of, of this classical music. This classical music is very different than the Gregorian chants. The Gregorian chants are very different from the early Jewish folk music, right? There are three very different forms, and that's the reason I wanted to use those things to show uh, the difference that religious music has taken in the past. So we've got three kinds of music, three cuts. Tomorrow on our Friday show, we're going to play each one of them again so you can hear it. And remember, you can always catch this at YouTube. Uh, Just go to YouTube.com and put in search for The View from a Pew. I want to thank the good folks at DivineTruthChristianStore.com for supporting this program on a daily basis. We really appreciate it. And if you're looking for anything Christian, go to DivineTruthChristianStore.com and order it online. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.